Turn up the radio and sing along. It's time for another great song. This is the Great Song Podcast. Season's greetings and welcome once again to the Great Song Podcast. I'm Rob Alley. I am J.P. Mosier. And we're here to celebrate the greatest songs in modern music history. We're going to tell you what makes them great, why we think they're awesome, and why you should too. J.P., how are you doing today, <laughs> man, man? I'm doing fantastic. So I didn't have a fantastic coming in today. And I was listening to this song. It, we're in Rivalry Week. Rivalry I spe- Week. So I hate this song, and I don't like this guy as a vocalist. <laughs> and I was like, what one thing can I kept? Like, what when I think of this guy's voice, what do I think of? And it's armpit fart. <laughs> you know, like when you put your hand <laughs> under your arm and make the farting noise, it sounds kind of like this. I'm doing it with my hands, or you can probably find a jingle, of armpit fart. So this is Wicked Game by Armpit Fart. Play it, <laughs> This is Chris Isaac. <laughs> That's the best I got. <laughs> and then... <laughs> That's beautiful, dude. Bring me my pina colada. Game by Chris Isaac from the 1989 album Heart Shaped World. So if this is your first time listening to a Rivalry Week episode, uh, what we do here is this is the one time a season, two times a season, two weeks back to back, where we do a song that one of us loves and one of us hates. Um, <laughs> these are the hardest episodes for us to come up with. We are, because we like the same stuff, and we're both really kind people. Right. Like, so the fact that we're going to try to tear something down, it's typically, it's, it's going to be out of our character. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. But we'll do it in a lot of hard That's fun. right. This is all in good fun. This is and for fun. Obviously, like, you know, obviously we have the utmost respect for all these people. Absolutely. And they're putting art into the world, and that's a precious thing, and sure. we need it. However, in these episodes, we are going to say things that are unkind, uh-huh. uh, and mostly for the laugh. Exactly, but it's it, it's all in good fun. Okay, the, uh, some of the previous ones that we've done, uh, Taylor Swift, uh, Goo Goo Dolls was yeah. the first one. Then Edwin McCain. Uh, was that next? I thought next was Grease and Foo Fighters. That's right, Grease and Foo Grease Fighters. Grease and Foo yes. Fighters, and then we the, did Edwin McCain uh-huh. and 
Charlie Puth. Charlie Puth, yeah. That's right. That's right. So this is our that's fourth right. installment yep. of Rivalries, that's if right. my math Actually, is I think this is fifth. Did we did if I leave we, one out? Uh, because we started in season three. Okay. Um, and so, unless we skipped a we season, skipped but I think, season. We, I think we did them maybe. every season. I can't remember. Anyway, any, those are some of the, that's some of the uh, concepts yeah. that you'll get so, in that. So, anyway. Uh, so, in this case, uh, we're going first with a song that I love and JP hates. With um, a passion. I and, This song is awful. And that would be Wicked Game by Chris Isaac. From the 1989 album Heart Shaped World, it went to number six on the Billboard Hot 100, number two on the U.S. Alternative Airplay chart, number 10 in the U.S. Mainstream Rock, 12 in the U.S. AC chart, number three in Canada, number 10 in the U.K., top 10 all over the place. It was the number 79 uh, song for the entire year, 1991. That actually feels a little low to me. I would have expected it to be higher (laughs) as much as this song was played um, and even as much as, like, um, the video was played. It was all over the place. Um, so let's 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 talk about let's dig into the song a little bit. Um, okay, first let's get this out of the way. The first thing I think when I hear the beginning of this song is Jesus. I'm sorry for all the things I thought when I watched this video as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> right? right? Let's just let's just be open about that, okay? Now, now <laughs> That's funny. Oh man. Now, now as a 40-year-old, I just think, gosh, get that sand off your face. It's so close to your mouth. That's right. Get that sand. It's get, But anyway, okay. That being said, let's just move on from that, okay? I, I know what we're all thinking. When you talk about Wicked Game by Chris Isaac, let's just, you can't divorce the song from the video. It's not possible. That's funny. Um, okay, so I'm going to say up front, and, and this is, I'll officially issue a challenge, okay? And this is to you, this is to the listeners. There may not be a sexier song by a white man than this. Uh. That. I'm going to debate it, but you keep... You, you can try you, and find one. You, got, you can try I'm and top one, okay? But the opposite of this, but anyway, go ahead. Every, every single note in this song is full of longing and desire, and not just vocally, every part of this song. I, I mean, it is, it is flawlessly um, amorous, you know what I mean? It, this is like the pinnacle of white dude sexy songwriting well, let's uh let's do point counterpoint I guess, okay. a little okay. bit so Fair right enough. now the it doesn't take me long to hate this song okay uh, to wow. absolutely hate it so the guitar <sighs> intro i should love yes as heavy reverb and delay yeah. is like jp guitar tone right but it makes me nauseous it really does it makes me nauseous the <laughs> movement and here i'm this is gonna go i meant to type the word nauseous when i was typing this and it auto corrected to the word nautilus and so i'm like <laughs> What is Nautilus? Like, I'm just going to look this up. Yeah. So then I got lulled this. I've looked for probably 35 minutes just on stuff about Nautilus. Weird. And Why? I was just researching Nautilus, uh, the, just this word. And then I was like, holy cow, this is what this song does to me. It just lulls me into this, like, drag. It's just blah. <laughs> and prior to the research, I wasn't sure if this song was two minutes or four minutes <laughs> 
or 14 minutes. It just drones <laughs> on and on. There is no dynamic shift in this song oh, for me. That's true. There is it's no dynamic so shift. It's just so flat. Yeah. And it's just so blah. And I I didn't know how. So that's that's my first take on that. Okay. Oh, so I've got another one that I follow up, but we'll start there. Okay. So I can actually explain why this song feels <laughs> you like. You say what Nautilus is. Yes. Like I've done plenty of research on it. I can, I can, I can explain why okay. this song feels like it doesn't go anywhere dynamically. Okay. And this is actually really crazy. Okay. Um. The drums and bass on this song are samples okay. from previous takes of the song that they looped. So in the same way that we talked about um, with Rupert Holmes, we talked about the Pina Colada song being a 16-bar loop. Mm-hmm. They had done several takes of this song, and not just like in the same session. Like over the course of a couple years, they had tried several times to get this song recorded and just hadn't found... But the universe is saying, no, no, <laughs> please don't do it. So, um, so what they ended up doing uh, in the in the early in the earlier days of digital looping, this sampling, they took part of the drum part and um, and the bass part and looped them, and then the drummer came back in and just overdubbed cymbals over the top mm-hmm. to give it some kind of life. But what they wanted was an even keel metronomic uh, feel Boring song. for the <laughs> <They> song. <got laughs> So that's that's why it feels okay. like it doesn't go anywhere dynamically because it doesn't. It yeah. wasn't. They didn't want it to. Um, Let me give you one more thing okay. at the beginning that I don't like. Um, what are the first lines saying? It's just mumbles. Yeah, to me. I don't have a clue. It's like it's a much worse version of like a Roy Orbison song to uh, Orbison song. <laughs> Roy Orbison song. Roy Orbison uh, yeah. song to me. I don't know which one, but they're like, "Hey, Roy, just come in here and mumble this nonsense that nobody can understand." <laughs> if you can, if you don't mind, to do that, and he yeah. just comes and well, no, well, here. Yeah, like, I don't have a clue. It just kind of sounds like he's like he's workshopping the melody. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, that's that's it. That's good. he doesn't know he don't know what the song is. Like honestly, I just listened to it and I couldn't tell you what the first line is. Yeah, exactly. We just so anybody so, out there, I'll give you that one. Okay, I'll thanks. give you that point. Um, I think the first line ends with "Body Like You," but that's all I know. <laughs> um, yeah, this is um, it's true. But but come on, how can you not love? How can you not love this guitar opening? <laughs> I'll tell you, Come it just, on, I, it, it, it makes me feel like I'm on a ship. It really does make me yes, nauseous. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> like I feel like I'm about to hurl that, over the side. It 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 feels like it feels like a sexy luau. No, it not to me. I'm on a really bumpy cruise ship, and I've just eaten shrimp and stew combination. And I'm like, I'm like, no, 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 no. I just want to play ping pong, but you know, that's that's what I feel like. No, and I'm taking some sort of sleeping pill. It's like the Bene- <laughs> it's like the Benadryl of songs to me. <laughs> it's the Benadryl of songs. I love it. Name and this other thing. Name one quote unquote young listener that likes this song. Well, I don't know. I mean, like, I can't think of any of my. F- I, I like, mean, I don't have any young friends. I guess, dude. But in if you're right, in okay, anybody that listens, I not that we have anybody that listens that's under twenty, but if you know anybody under twenty. That likes this song, let me know. What does that matter, though? Well, I don't know. I just was trying this, to get to rally the troops. This They'll song, be the most vocal. This song just hasn't been discovered by TikTok yet. <laughs> Once it does, there's going to be some Chris our Isaac vid- challenge. Our video on TikTok yeah. of doing this. Yeah, there's going to be. That's right. I tried to get JP to <laughs> set me a black and white video. That's right. I tried to get JP to do an awkward video of me and him <laughs> in the style of Wicked Game and the promo, and he just couldn't stomach it. Um, <laughs> But it, come on, that would have been great. Y'all tell me that would not have gone viral. Um, but uh, yeah, um, 
was I lost my train of thought, dude. You were on a ship. You were eating stew. <laughs> uh, I don't even. I don't know where you're going. I don't even remember. Pick it up and run with it. Anyway, um, that uh, I, I just can't believe you don't love that guitar. I don't. Yep. Everything about it is is perfect. The and the I- line, the tone, the reverb, the '65 Strat. Well done, James Wilsey. And I'm going to talk about why I'm not a huge. Is it Wis- Wilsey or Wisely? Oh, I don't know. It might be wisely. I, I might wisely. have written it, written it wrong. It's okay. Uh, let's see. The, it's the music. It's, the, it's got you it's lulled. It's backwards. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, do you want to go ahead and meet the band? Yeah, might as well. Let's, let's meet, meet the band. Let's meet Hey, let's meet the band. It's time to meet the band. Hey, mama, let's meet the band. Let's all meet the band. Hey! All right, we're going to meet the band that played on this track. Uh, we talked about James uh, on guitar. We'll go wisely slash Wilsey, depending yeah. on how we write. Two main influences. All right, let's talk about this guitar player's influences. Dwayne Eddy, the Titan of Twang. Okay, okay yeah. this is number one. Mm-hmm. His most notable song, look up Rebel Rouser. Just play it. This is this guy's hero. This is one of two heroes. Okay. I'm going to play them. So Rebel Rouser by Dwayne Eddy is this guitar player's hero. It also makes me sick. <laughs> Does it not make you nauseous? It's a little that bit. Old school Dude. vibrato so, on the. On it the doesn't get any better. So that's enough. Okay. Guitar influence number two, Billy Strange. Okay, wrote Limbo Rock for Chubby Checker. Okay. This is possibly the dumbest song ever. All right. Okay. I'll give you that. Guitar you in- play, it? play it. This is a guitar intro, same slop. What is this? It's different slot, but listen how high the symbol is in the mix when it comes in. I hate this song too. Every limbo boy and girl all around the limbo. Listen to that ride, the claps all super high in the mix. Jack go under limbo stick. Can't even make logical sense. Okay. So anyway, that's guitar influence number two. So sorry, James, but your heroes, they kind of suck too. So <laughs> that that's my take on that. That's guitar player. Okay, all right. Let's go to bass. Roland Sally on okay. bass. His hit, Killing the Blues. Let's play Killing the Blues. Okay, all right. Okay. I like the blues. It won a Grammy. Okay, see? It's terrible. This song is also terrible. And I'm not a negative person, but let's play Killing the Blues. We love the blues. Yeah. But let's hear Killing the Blues by Roland Sally, maybe. You can pick anybody's version. John Prine's covered it. Robert Plant's covered it. Allison Krauss. I was like, this song will be awesome. But let's no. See. All right, here's let's go with the uh Just pick one. Let's go. Robert Robert Plant. That's probably Allison the best. Krauss. Allison Krauss, you can listen to it. John, John Prine. John, uh, play John Prine's. It's fine. Okay, or Allison Krauss's even. Here we go. Here's John Prine. It's killing the blues. Leaves were falling. It's terrible. Everybody that does it does it like this. You can check anyone. You can go to Allison Krauss. It's just... Okay. If you can find me a good version of that song, I'll be con- convinced. But it okay. doesn't matter. There's not a good one to that. Okay. This guy um, took up playing bass because he was kicked off the track team <laughs> for having long hair. Oh. His coach is just like, cut your hair and you can be on the track team. And he's like, nah. nah. So I'm a teammate. I'm a sports-loving, non-individualistic guy. So if your coach asks you to cut your hair... You cut your hair and you run track. I feel like, I don't know. Something y'all don't know about JP. I feel like if your coach said, 
Dude, just cut your hair and you can be on the team. You would definitely, maybe not at your age now, but younger JP would have been like, absolutely not. You think so? I just out of out of not not spite, but out of make a something. Yeah, to know. make the statement. I don't I think know, but I'm a team guy. Anyway, older JP could have, and thrown up on the ship. <laughs> so on drums, uh, Kenny Dale Johnson. Basically, he's only been with Chris Isaac for 25 yep. years. If you look at his credits, that's it. I looked up other projects to find him. And to make fun of, and I can't, um, okay. like, because it's that's it. His next project after Chris Isaac and after eighty nine Heart Shaped Box was called Harmonica Party with Heart Mark World or Heart Shaped World. Yeah, Mark. sorry, <laughs> I I, yeah, my bad. Heart Shaped World. Um, his next project was called Harmonica Party with Mark Hummel, and I was like, oh, dude, I'm gonna make fun of this, but dude, I like it. Okay. It's straight blues harmonica lit. Look up uh, Harmonica Party, okay. Mark Hummel. This will be something fun. So I'll give a little props to to this guy. Not necessarily that the drums make a difference on this. But I didn't know if I would be into harmonica blues. Like, it's straight yeah. blues, but Mark Hummel harmonica party is Check pretty good. <laughs> Obviously, not much drumming happening here with the right, clap. Yeah. Anyway, his band's pretty sick. It's pretty yeah. fun. I like that's it. It's kind of fun. So that's that's a little positivity, but that's the band um, on Meet the Band. All right, that's all I that's all I got. Not too don't too mean, but I enough. just love that that opening guitar line. So one thing I always appreciated this: you have to at the beginning of it, it's not um, it's a bent note when it's struck. So it goes. So he hits it and then and then releases uh-huh. the bend. It goes bam bam. Right, and then it's so it's from one bend into another, mm-hmm. um, and I just think that's great. That's a thing that's like, who thinks to do that? You know cool. what I mean? It is cool, but it, I just don't like the sound. It of. gives it the sound, and maybe this is why you think you're on a cruise ship. It gives it the sound of almost like a Hawaiian steel. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Gives it that sort of, um, you know, meow, meow, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Um, I love it, and the the, the reverb. And delay combo on this, and I think it was this song, although it's not in my notes. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb and, and say it was this song that I was watching um, something on, and the the mixer um, or the engineer was talking about how they rode the reverb and delay either manually or they they set it up in a certain way so that once the they chained it a certain way so that the reverb and delay get bigger as the note fades out. Okay. So like, so the reverb starts in one place and then just gets more and more and more. Um, That's pretty cool. It's really, really cool. Um, and now there are like plugins and, and pedals that will sort of, you know, do all that for you, but they had to like innovate to be able to There's do it. There's gotta be a tone somewhere on one of those just called wicked game. Yeah, know, sure. There's yeah. Right. Like a Strymon blue sky pedal has probably got a, the wicked game, mm-hmm. you know, setting. Um, but it's very cool. Um, a little theory on this. It's, it's in the key of B minor. Uh, and it's really, it's the whole, whole, the whole song verse and chorus is B minor a E right. Okay. Verse chorus, whatever. Um, it doesn't really have a bridge or whatever, but the instrumental, the, I mean, come on, that's dope. Um, Wikipedia says it is in B Dorian mode, but don't believe everything you read on Wikipedia. Um, I would argue that while the G sharp, uh, AKA the six in the key of B shows up a lot, which, which a B Dorian would include. Okay. That would be 
uh, it's like a it's like a minor scale but with a major six. Um, you wouldn't play in Dorian mode over the actual B chords in the song, over the B minor chords. Rather, you would play in B natural minor. So instead of it, B Dorian would have because. you going, right? That's Dorian. But over these, like if I if I go back and play it again. You'll just play pentatonic over the. No, if you were going to play a full a, a full scale, you would play natural minor. Natural which minor. Would be, na, 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 G G natural. G natural, not okay. not G, G sharp. sharp. Yeah, or so, A flat. Right. So, okay. um, take a listen one more time because I think you. Okay, not you wouldn't go. That note doesn't fit there, right? There it fits because it's in the E chord. But over the B, I don't... You would go... Right? Because the E is a major chord, not a minor chord, Correct. it'll fit over the E, yes. but it won't. But you would go... Not... Yeah. Okay. So that... Good. Yeah. So anyway, I think that would work. Um... So maybe I'll go in and edit that Wikipedia. I won't. <laughs> I don't even, I'm not that much of a dork. Um, no offense to anybody who edits Wikipedia, but you're a dork. <laughs> <laughs> even Weird Al wrote a song about you. Um, let's see what else. Uh, let's talk about the yodel on the chorus. Let's <laughs> let's. That is a that is a straight up yodel, dude. When we get into the Mason Ramsey on lead vocal, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. And I never dream that I. Check it out. No, Come on. It's like it's like Chris Isaac walked so John Mayer could run. No. You know what I'm saying? No. With the falsetto. I mean, you know, no, like John Mayer different. took that took that vibe and went, I'm gonna make about half my career about that <laughs> sound, you know? Um a little, uh, let's see, actually, let me do this. Let's talk about yodeling like this. I, I thought of a, I, I think a fairly decent way to um, to frame uh, yodeling in saying that yodeling is basically string skipping, but for vocals. I kind of so like, like that. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. If you're playing, if you're a guitar player, you know, like, you know, if you're playing like an arpeggio, instead of just going string to string, if you skip a string, it gives you two notes that are farther apart. Um, and that's kind of what yodeling is just for vocals. So instead of going, I can't, it, it's making your voice break on purpose mm-hmm. and usually to a note that is farther apart. Although people who are really good at it will, can get anywhere with mm-hmm. it. But you know, it's that nah, going from your chest voice uh, to your falsetto voice, high head voice. And then yes, it, it, into uh, with a, with a an intentional break, uh, right? You do that whole little choppiness, ole, 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 that kind of thing. You know what I mean? And we joke about it, but people are awesome at it. Yeah. Uh, I found this video. I just went randomly searching for uh, some yodeling, <laughs> yodeling videos. I went deep dive on yodeling. Um, <laughs> Nautilus, this is man. T- 2016 yodel champion Marty Cosell. He looks exactly like you would think he does. <laughs> He's very good. Let me get here to the end. Some 
That's good, man. I mean, that's that's, that's, that's impressive. That's why he's the champ. Because you're having to. It's not just the movement. It's not just being able to go back and forth between those breaks, but it's being able to place the notes where they're supposed to Pitch go. Pitch is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, right. And so, and doing it with with no reference. You know what I mean? It's really impressive. So good. Good yodelers are, are hard to find. I think. <laughs> um, let's see. How awkward must that video shoot have been? <laughs> What with all the skin and the hugging and the almost kissing. But the most awkward part of the video is actually around three minutes and 35 seconds where, where Chris Isaac holds out a note for a long time. At the, at the, toward the end, he just goes, no, and holds it out for like eight bars. And they cut to a shot of him singing it and holding it, and they, they hold the shot there. And basically, he, he just has to sit there. I'm thinking about while he's filming, just, they're just like, just sit there with your mouth open for a minute. <laughs> Right? He's not saying anything. He's yeah. just going, ah, and dead staring into the camera. Uh, it's just like, how of all the awkwardness in that video, uh-huh. how awkward must that have been? Um, how old did you think Chris Isaac was when you were a kid? I don't know. That's a great question. He's the perfect age. He is exactly what he looks like in the video. Okay. Uh, he's 33. I would have got to go 34. That's where I was going. Okay. So he is ex- he's exactly what, um, what he looks like now. But I think I... I I wouldn't have thought it, when I was a kid. I would have thought thirty four. I might as well be dead. You know what I mean? But uh, we've since passed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So whatever. Um, let's see a little more. I don't know. This is also random because I was expecting. I was expecting some more. Some more fighting on this. Um, this was released as a single in nineteen eighty nine. It be- became a hit in nineteen ninety one. It was featured in a movie called Wild at Heart, which was directed by David Lynch, who directed like Twin Peaks, etc. And a DJ who really loved David Lynch movies uh, from Atlanta started playing it in his rotation, and then it took off. Um, so it just it just happened that this is what I've talked about before about like just put your art out there. You don't know what's going to happen with it, you know. So two years after the song comes out, then they're like, "Oh crap, it's taken off. We got to shoot a video for it. We got to." Then they start putting some marketing behind it. That's crazy. I and, didn't realize that the song was bigger before the video. I in my head they. Came out at the same time, like that's right. Yeah, I, I, right. That's I, the, they run congruent in my head. Yeah, but no, it was because the song started taking off. They're like, we gotta uh, make a video, and then we got it. Yeah, we gotta make a video. So, um, and then, and and of course, I'm sure the video helped. Yeah. Let's not kid ourselves. <laughs> Let's not pretend like the video was a liability for the song. Okay, um, check this out. I never knew this until researching. Uh, just because it's you know you talking about you feel like he's mumbling, right? Uh-huh. Okay, so. Um, <laughs> The BGV's on the chorus. Do you have any idea what they're saying? No, I Should don't. I play it? Let me play it. No, I've never Suki Suki no. I don't know exactly. I've always just gone. It's they're saying this one is only gonna break your heart. This one is only gonna break your heart. And it's so low in the mix because um they had a couple of uh I can't remember if it's a couple of his friends or a couple of random people just sing it um as a as a sort of a an idea. Um, but they felt like it really captured the vibe that they were going for. The vibe that they were going for was very sort of blah. Exactly. You know I mean? Like easygoing. <laughs> like, Rob said it, not me, everybody. Very <laughs> said it. Blah. It was like just easy. You know what I mean? That's what they wanted. It was just just no push and pull. <laughs> Everything is just chill. I feel like these, and, these rounds um, are going to 
most of the time we try to convince the other. Yeah. But I think in this one, I'm not going to be swayed at all. Right. And I know in the next one, you're not going to be swayed think, yeah, at all. True. So we'll, we're going to be, uh, yeah. We're just it, the, it, the unstoppable force and the immovable object on these. Yeah. I think. yeah. <laughs> um, but, but anyway, but they, they had to shoot them low in the mix because they loved, they said the vibe was right, but the pitch was not great. Yeah. So oh, so back BGV's missing pitch. Yeah, so they so they just really sunk it down. Put it low. in the mix, but it's cool because it adds this. It adds another layer of like sort of mystery and yeah. intangibility to the song. Um, and they, you know, in the video, uh, they talked about how they had uh, is it Helena Christensen? I think she's the woman in the video, um, supermodel. You know, whatever Victoria's Secret, whatnot. Um, but they had her intentionally play sort of. Um, disinterested but not disinterested but like like she wasn't totally on um not on board that doesn't sound right but like she wasn't totally invested okay um so like they they i didn't watch it again after i read this um but uh, but it said they never make eye contact in the in the video huh. it's like that she's a little bit um well the, so the, the okay so chris isaac said the song is about a girl um that you know is going to be trouble but you know you're going to get involved with her anyway. Okay. Um, he wrote it when a girl called him and said she wanted to come over and talk. Okay. She wanted to talk a lot. Uh, she wanted to talk all night. She wanted to talk in innovative ways. She wanted to talk. Okay. Is everybody on board over here? And Chris knew it was going to lead to disaster. Uh, but he was like, well, I'm going to do this anyway. Let's warm up those vocal cords. Let's get <laughs> Let's get to talking. Um, so he ri- he writes the song while the girl is on her way over, and he made her listen to it uh, before they started their conversation that night. Uh, so, that, but that's the kind of the deal is like they they alluded to that in the video where like you know he really write that on the way when she was on the way. Over? Yeah, that's that's a neat story. Yeah, I guess, or fits the song story. Yeah. Like. So uh, you know, so in in the video, it's always like he he's you know trying to get all cozy, and she's like looking away, looking or whatever. Side, so. Yep. It's, you know, um, the, um, the video itself, uh, won best male video at the 1991 MTV video music awards, beating out blaze of glory, Rico Suave and George Michael's freedom 90, which is the, uh, freedom is the blaze of glory. The young guns Two video. Is I believe so. Emilio yeah. S visit and everything. Yep. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And Rico Suave seems like a weird it to be in the middle it, of that because it was just Gerardo. Right, just kind of standing in front of a camera with some so. people outside, I think, wasn't it? I don't, I don't know. even remember. But it was just very, I don't know, it's colorful, but I don't remember much else. Anyway, maybe I'm maybe I'm not remembering part of it, though. Not a huge Gerardo fan. Um, side note, the best female video that year went to Janet Jackson's uh, Love Will Never Do Without You. Uh, you remember that one? Which one is that? Love Will Never Do. I'm just thinking video. Oh, uh, well, okay, so... It's, is it black and white? It's mostly black the and same, white. Yeah. Directed by the same guy. Oh, man. Fashion Good year photographer, for him. Yeah. Fashion photographer Herb Ritz, uh, also largely in black and white. Kind of the same vibe. It's sexy people being sexy, but this time they're smiling. Okay. You know? And looking at each other. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, oh, no, we actually do like each other. <laughs> you know? Um, so, I, but I thought that was interesting. Same, yeah. Good, good year for that guy. Um, it was number 13 on the VH1 uh, 100 Greatest Videos of All Time, number 73 on the Rolling Stone Top 100 Music Videos. Uh, and I think, let's see. No, okay, all right. 
This is it. Oh, yes. Okay. I do have, I have all these notes on how the track came together. This was definitely the thing about how they push the reverb and all that stuff and how they loop the drums. It's way more complicated than you think, and I won't, I won't get into the whole thing of it, but there's a great article um, if you want to look it up on mixonline.com, M-I-X-online.com. Uh, if you go there and then search for Chris Isaac, it'll show up. Really interesting article from the like engineering and technical standpoint of how they did it. Um, it's really cool. A little bit about Chris Isaac. Uh, Chris Isaac was ranked number 68 on VH1's 100 Sexiest Artists. Um, in the Who's he sandwiched between? <laughs> no, I, you know what? I didn't look it up. I usually do. You normally do the yeah, list. I that's right. But nope. Uh, this is from songfacts.com, I believe. Um, in our interview with Chris, they asked him how he felt about being featured on the list. He said, I laughed. I'll tell you something. I mean, I'm thrilled that that kind of stuff happened because when I was growing up, nobody ever said, oh, you're sexy. The first thing that people would say when uh, I came to the door was, do you box? Because my nose was knocked off one side of my face, usually after fights. Um, and you could see, I mean, he's got like yeah. a, the typical bo- like boxer nose, you know. Uh, the top 10 on that list I did look up. I don't know okay. why I didn't look up who he was surrounded by. But the top 10 on the list of VH1's sexiest artists. Number 10, Alicia Keys. Number 9, Usher. Number 8, Nicole Scherzinger. Number 7, Britney Spears. Number 6, Adam Levine. Number 5, Shakira. Number 4, J-Lo. Number 3, Justin Timberlake. Number 2, Rihanna. And number 1, you want to guess? Sexiest artist of all time, VH1. Recent artist. I mean, more recent, last 20 years. Who's the who's the biggest female artist in the world? Ever? Or now? In the Ariana last 20 Grande? Years. In the last 20 years. Uh, Whitney Houston? No. What? Not in the last 20 years. 20 years? I don't know. Beyonce. Beyonce. Oh, Beyonce. duh. That makes sense. I should have gone. When it went Shakira, J-Lo, I should have yeah. gone. Sure. Yeah. I should have followed you that train. Climb that ladder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. What else? I, felt, I was falling asleep. Sorry. You're, sorry. <laughs> Still had that, that guitar uh, stuck right. in your head. Um, I think that's about. I gotta stump the genius. Oh, let's yeah, play let's stump do the it. genius. Absolutely. Okay, so uh, let's play stump the genius. Okay. <laughs> stump the genius. Stump the genius. Stump the genius. It's time to stump the genius. I jumped up and take your part. I take your part. Okay, so Chris Isaac's mom was excuse a, me <laughs> was a potato chip factory worker. <laughs> okay. So let's play stump the genius potato chip edition. Oh, I'm on this. Uh, here oh, here we go. Forget this. Multiple choice. I'm going to give you five questions in regards to uh, potato chips. Oh, this is going to be cake. How are potato chips made? I have no idea. A, they are (laughs) peeled and sliced. B, they are often toasted then cooled until they reach room temperature. C, they are cut thickly and with skin left on them. Or D, they are cooked and salted. Is there a trick question? How are basic potato chips made? Okay. One, they are peeled and sliced. Two, they are often toasted, then cooled until they reach room temperature. Three, they are cut thickly with skin left on them. Or D, they are cooked and salted. I think they're cut thickly with skin left on them. They are cooked and salted. Okay. Number two, who created the original recipe for the potato chip? Bob Lay. A, Cornelius Vanderbilt. Okay. B, George Crumb. C, Andy Cap. D, Joe Spud Murphy. Uh, all right. I'm not doing as I thought this was Cornelius like, Vanderbilt, I, <laughs> George Crumb, Andy Cap, Joe Spud Murphy. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Andy Cap has the hot fries. Um, 
I don't know. Let's go with Vanderbilt. George Crumb. George Crumb. Okay. <laughs> Maybe not as exhilarating of a round. Right. I, well, you know, I just thought this was going to be like it's Doritos. Good. Here we go. You're getting there. Uh, Which of these became the first seasoned potato chip? Mm. Salt and vinegar, barbecue, sour cream and onion, cheesums. <laughs> cheesums. <laughs> Making the game is half the fun. I think, well, I think the natural answer is barbecue because that's like the most popular if there in other words if if you Which one would have said been you got there's two flavors of chips one of them is normal and one, one of them is something, something else, else it would be barbecue okay. so i'm going to assume it's been around the longest it's salt and vinegar rats over oh, 3 that's my favorite okay though. you'll get this one salt think, and vinegar if you get... say salt and vinegar chips my mouth starts watering yourself. for sure which which company adopted the slogan bet you can't eat just one that's Lay's. Pring- oh, you don't even need the multiple choice. Yeah. Lay's. That is correct. Because I went Pringles, Lay's, Ruffles, Cheetos, but okay. you got that. Okay, right. good job. There we go. Ding, 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 ding. didn't ring the bell. How do baked chips differ from potato chips? They are baked, not fried. They are commonly called potato crisps. They are much heavier seasoned. They have lower fat content. They resemble corn chips rather than potato chips. They have lower fat content. They have lower fat content. Yeah. There we go. Two out of five. Right. There hey, we go. Potato right. chips. 40%. Maybe the most boring round of Stuff <laughs> the Genius for the most boring song ever, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thanks for playing. Oh, man. Okay. I think this is all, this is all I have. Um, <laughs> because obviously. All in good fun. Hope you guys enjoyed the rivalry. Let us know where you stand. Yeah. Do you like the tune? Do you not like the tune? That's right. Do you like us? Do you know what I, mean? <laughs> I will say this. Okay, I'll say I have this one negative thing about the song okay. to say. Okay, and that is the very end of the song. Let me play it. Oh, we're back to this. <laughs> this is the awkward where he's staring into the camera with his mouth open. <laughs> Throw a potato chip in there. Yeah. And that's where you really hear that reverb take off, too. It's awesome. Nobody loves no one. So it just says. I, first of all, I just I don't love the like nobody loves weird. No. Aqua, uh, it's not acapella, but it's very whatever. Um, and then yeah, it says nobody loves no, no one. one. <laughs> There's so many bad ways to interpret that. <laughs> right. I don't know if he's trying to say. It, that there is no one so, somebody, who doesn't love somebody. Yeah, nobody loves no one. Like, everybody loves at least one person. Yeah, okay. I guess. And it just dawned on me that maybe that's what he's trying to say. Uh-huh. But I, it, in my brain, it's like just bad English that it's nobody loves no one the way I love you or something <laughs> like that, right? Well, like, I would have well, much I, rather I just don't understand the English song. I don't understand the purpose <laughs> of saying that there. After all you've said, uh-huh. I don't understand what that is supposed to mean. Chris, just jump on here and give us a little clarity. Yeah, Chris Isaac, call me. We know you listen to the show. <laughs> just just give us a call. This could easily uh, – why didn't we talk about Aaron Neville when we talk about yodeling? Oh, uh, we should. I mean, this could have easily transitioned into an Aaron Neville. Rob, you can salvage this with a good Aaron Neville impression. Oh, Send him out. What we need to do is Aaron Neville singing Wicked, Wicked Game. Game. <laughs> no, I- <laughs> Right? I mean, come on. That could be really something something special. That's good. That's funny. I could I could get behind that. Yeah. (laughs) 
Uh, that's good stuff. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, join us next week. Hope uh, hope you enjoyed some of this. Rivalry week one. Who won? <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> you decide. Wait, that's epic rap battles of history. All right, fine. Uh, yeah, let us know your thoughts. Where do you fall? Do you do you side with JP or do you side with me? Uh, we'll be back next week with rivalry week two for this season. In the meantime, catch us on socials everywhere at Great Song Pod. You can join the Facebook group, Face... Uh, <laughs> Face space of the space facers who space them facely. <laughs> this is why you got to listen to every last second of the episode. Because you just never know when the wheels are going to fall off. Uh, great songs and the great people who love them greatly. What did I say? Face space. Space facers in the faces. Spacely sprockets and spindles. Something about the Jetsons. I don't know. Uh, anyway, what are we talking about? If you want to go the extra mile and be part of... Uh, helping us produce the show. You can support us on Patreon, and uh, that helps us to do more with the show, take it further, and be able to cover some of our costs for making it. Um, and uh, in return, we can give you some goodies like uh, early access, bonus uh, episodes, and uh, some full-length exclusive episodes, extended interviews, more of that kind of stuff. So um, if you want to do that, we are forever and most grateful. And we want to thank you all for listening, wherever you're listening from, and however you feel about... Wicked Game by Chris Isaac. We want to say thank you for listening. And uh, if you didn't like this week's song, uh, tune in next week, maybe. Almost surely, I'm going to lose next week. I feel <laughs> in, in the court of public opinion, I'm going down hard next week. Please, I, I guys, like. jump on and support JP in this one. Yeah, so we'll see you guys next week for another Rivalry Week and uh, and another great song in a couple weeks. We'll be, back in, 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 we'll be back in two weeks with another great song. We'll be back in one week with another episode. With an episode. <laughs> Until then, I'm Rob. I'm JP. Go listen to some music.